It's uh, the ubiquitous Seattle winter morning. Camera pans down towards the Tacoma Harbor docks through a skylight in a warehouse and through the open doors of a shipping container. Inside of the container is a brightly inside of the container is brightly lit, and several metahumans are standing around a table. They are dressed in similarly they are dressed similarly in urban pattern armor. The walls are festooned with a dizzying array of weaponry, and the table is littered with documents, maps, and images. One of the humans is pointing at a roughly drawn map overlaid onto an aerial image of a rundown apartment building. The target's been in the city for a couple of days now, as far as we can tell. This is our moment, lads. There's a couple of people protecting her, though. As far as we can tell, the only real opposition could be this cat slitch. He stabs his finger at the image of a woman in a mask and armored duster. What can be seen of the woman's features outside of the breather are feline, most pronouncedly her ears. Sleepy's matrix search is telling us she's an ex-merc. We have to take her out first. Then we can restrain the target. No damage to the target. And I'm thinking, if we can take this cat chica alive, she may be worth summit too. All right, guys. Don't take any chances, though. Got that, chummers? The other figures nod in assent. Right then, the leader says. Let's move. That's our opening scene. All right. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So it's uh it's a Saturday morning in beautiful city of Seattle in a winter. Dean Dare, uh what are you up to this morning? Or are you just sleeping? Um I think Dean Dare She's been out multiple days in a row, and this last night was her crash. So she's she slept. She like fell asleep as soon as she got in the house. She's been sleeping on the floor basically, in her apartment. Um, uh, her like silver dusted blue bluish hair, uh, like all splayed out around her, and she just looks like a mess. Uh, she wakes up to a a ping on her. Uh. Uh, her uh, Tom Link about some news or whatever, and she just kind of puts it down and gets up to start her day. All right. So as you're getting up and starting your day out, um, is the uh, static on? I don't know. Let's check. Yeah. Okay, good. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. I heard it too. It like started up. It was a. Uh... You can tell it's that fixture that you've met a couple of times since you've been in Seattle. Um, that the Indian guy called Brown Dog. I think, um, as always, when it's too early in the morning, Dean Dare responds without thinking about it. Foldy in a. Uh... Spirithil and then just waits for a response. All right. So you respond in Spirithil and um, you you hear his nervous sort of whispered voice on the other end going, D-D-D-Dinder? Ah, frag it. Hey, 
what have you been doing? Obviously, you've been doing something right. You're getting some attention from the big dogs. I was sleeping up until this moment, but I won't be down again for another who knows how long. Uh, I think like there's the like audible sound uh, like coming over. She's not typing. She's like speaking to her comm link at this point. And uh, there's like audible coffee make or soy calf making sounds over it. What do you need? You never contact me unless you need something. Well, yeah. Um, so I got contacted by this fixer. Well, actually, by his people. Chip Truth D, I ain't never even come close to this kind of big time D. And they was asking about you. Well, do they know how much I charge? Well, yeah, I mean, I, I sort of let them know, you know, you you weren't cheap or nothing. Um, yeah, I, I I talked you up. I did. I, I talked you up. Um, so this this guy's name is uh, it's Prokop Skillful. I don't know if you ever heard of this guy. Prokop Skillful. He runs a real tight. Sounds pack. like a norm if I've ever heard one. Oh yeah. Well, uh, I don't know a whole lot about no him. No offense, the brown dog. Yeah, no, 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 no worries, no worries. This is this is uh, this is different, D. Um, he just calls you D since he doesn't know how to pronounce your name. Yeah, this I this think, is different, D. Uh, I think uh, Dean Dare has put up with it so much that she just done and doesn't bother correcting him anymore. Yeah, otherwise he's calling you stuff like Dinder and Deidre and so. D's probably yes, a lot sorry. more, you know, a lot better to your ears than, than any of the other stuff that he comes up with. So, so this guy, he, he's, uh, he's got a, he's got an interesting rep. D, um, like I was Is saying, what work? No, 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 no. He doesn't do that kind of stuff. This is, uh, this is real old school. Um, nothing flashy. Um, He's got a real solid rep. Um, these guys are deep in the shadows, have been since, you know, probably since the, well, since the 50s at least. Anyway. Yeah, he's, he's, he's like old, old school Seattle shadows. Maybe they remember my father. I, I honestly, I've never met the guy and this is the first time I've ever even heard from him. So, um, that's why I'm, I'm, you know, I was talking you up. Trust me, D. Well, you heard from him. So where's the meeting place? Oh, right. All oh, right. So uh, anyways, um, he's putting together a new crew. And he asked if you were interested. I'm always interested if they're paying in the right information. You are? Okay, Wiz. Don't pass this one up, D. This is big time. Okay, so uh, you're meeting the rest of the crew tonight at Fred's Neighborhood Convenience Store in Auburn. And you get a pin dropped onto your comm. Oh, not Fred. Sorry. Fred. I was yeah, just you, there yesterday. You know it? Yeah, oh, I bust oh, the there sometimes. Okay, good, good. So you know where it's at. Uh, it's the worst truck on the, in Auburn, but <laughs> it's cheap. Don't <laughs> you do my man Fred like that. 
Everybody loves Fred. So, okay, so well, they've got place. a contact. You're going to meet him there at know? six. You, they've got a contact on the team who will take you to meet Mr. Skillful. So don't don't hose this one up, D, right? Play it straight. These people are as deep in the shadows as it gets, and still no one knows nothing about them, right? Yeah. Well, maybe so, they know stuff about other people. So, uh, be honest, I guess you can tell them I'm in. I'll be there. That's whiz. That's real whiz, D. Um, so, you know, when you make the big time, don't forget your, your Ome Brown Dog, who got you your start here in the Plex, right? Uh, don't worry about it, Brown Dog. Chill, whiz. Be seeing you, D. I I respond in Sparethiel with the a similar uh like bye bye, but in Sparethiel, and then I just like hang up on him. All right. Meantime, Ollie, your calm is chiming too. Um this time it's that the ringtone you recognize as being from that girl Kirsten. Um She's dropped you a pin, um, and it's Fred's store, and the tech, quick text that says to to meet her there at six p.m. and that there's a uh, that there's a plus one joining the team at the Mister Johnson's request. And who's this from again? Kirsten. Kirsten. All right. Kirsten, yeah. who is Cecile's contact but seems to contact you a whole lot more than she does Cecile. <laughs> uh, yeah. Have you met Cecile? <laughs> yeah. How often would you call her? Mm, more often than you'd think. Anyhow. Mm, all right. Boxer is forwarding this to, um, to Nightingale. And after eyeing up, eyeing Cecile down, she uh, actually physically goes to approach her. And I apologize if you can hear anything in the background. Cecile is currently distracted and her eyes are closed. Cecile. No response. Cecile. Not even a twitch. He uh, gently pokes her on the shoulder. No response. Uh, how do you... Right. She uh, pulls out her comm link and... Uh, um, would you be able to get someone's contact information by looking at them? Depends on whether or not you have AR goggles. Yes, I rise. Then yes. Well, in that case, she's getting uh, King Cecile's number and texting her because by now she's figured out, oh yes, so she's in VR. Uh, wake up, need to talk to you about something. Instantly awake. <laughs> What do you need? Uh, you? Boxer. And what I need is to inform you that you will be coming with us 
Frankly, I don't trust for your safety alone here. I know it's relatively safe. However, I dislike the notion of leaving a job behind. So, I, myself, and my compatriot have a job offered by your friend. And I need you to come along unobtrusively. You can stay outside or whatever. A job, or... huh? What, are you going to shoot someone? Possibly. Would you like someone to be you? Well, you know... At this point, I'm not sure. Sure. Whatever your name is. Who? Why? Just... Because I don't want you to get shot. Well, I if, you're that, if you're that confident in your safe house, I guess I will go with you. I am confident in my safe house's ability to not be found. I am not confident in its ability to stand against whatever evil decides to send against you. Sure. Whatever. What did she forward to me? Uh, the place took me reds. Oh, God. Is there any other info? Uh, it was about the job. She'd know that. Ah, uh, okay. I'm pretty sure Grace is in the uh, safe house, too. Yeah. She has a pillow for it. <laughs> oh, before I leave, where are we going and who are you meeting? Convenience store. Pizza about the job and a plus one. It is right. not real. So shadowy figure that's going to pay you for crimes, right? Yes. Get used to it. How lovely. Oh, I know. You're going to be doing the same thing because I rather doubt you will be able to get legitimate employment with your newfound record. Speaking of Paul, it, last time I'm pretty sure you said that, uh, Rumors about Cecile were floating around MagicNet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just checking. And about this point, Cecile, your comm pings from an unknown number. And it's a text. Mm -hmm. And the text simply says, C, as in the letter, it's K-Girl. Change your access ID, you stubborn slag. Or at least go silent. And it's followed up with an angry, angry dragon emoji. Then the second text comes in. Check KSAF. Zach Flash has something on you. It responds back. I already did. What kind of amateur do you think I am? <clears throat> you get a text back. She know. I know you. You probably she, just she goes did ahead it. and pulls up another window to check KSAF. All right. So. <clears throat> You're just in time to catch a Zach Flash pulling out an intro, putting out an intro to uh, to another song. I mean, he's giving a little update. And uh, all right, chummers, this is Zach Flash with KSAF, your last bastion of free and independent news in Seattle. Stick with us, chummers, as we bring you the breaking news of an attempted terrorist kidnapping in the very heart of our beloved Metroplex. 
Oh, you heard that right, Omey. Right here in downtown Seattle, Shadowrunners, or terrorists, depending on your view of the sixth world, attempted to kidnap a highly qualified research assistant employed by one of your favorite corporate overlords, Evo, at their Washington yes, U research facility. We are saddened to report that this promising young woman's career was cut short in a blaze of terrorist gunfire. More details at the top of the hour. Signing off, this is Zach Flash with KSAF, bringing you my favorite rock opera, Mother of the Sea by Shieldwall. The seal immediately cuts it short before it starts. <laughs> Cecile texts Kirsten, glad to know I've made the news. Yeah, you get back a frowny emojis. You get back a bunch of emojis actually from, from Kirsten. She sometimes texts only in emojis. How long until the escort mission, huh? Escort mission. Well, yeah, you will be escorting me, right? That's what you were implying? <sighs> After a fashion, yes. And it is, uh, when is it? It's about 1 p.m. at this point. And how long until? And the meet, or the, the meeting point at uh, Fred's is 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. Five hours to go. How long of a drive? If I remember right, your safe house was in Puyallup, and so you've probably got a forty-five minute drive to to back to Auburn. Hmm. Yeah. Uh sorry. Um repeat that number to me? You got about a forty-five minute hour or forty-five minute hour drive, forty-five minute drive to Auburn. What was the song called? <clears throat> the song was. What was the song? The song was "Mother of the Sea" by Shieldwall. Thank you. I wasn't expecting to he to hear a reference to rock opera tonight. <laughs> it's a very dated genre. Rock operas still exist. Yeah, yeah. So do bagpipes. Oh yeah. Are you implying that? that one is bad and the other is also bad? <laughs> say, what's going on here? <laughs> to the band Shield Wall, I leave one hundred million in. 10 million new yen for the completion of their rock opera, Mother of the Sea. Yeah, big oh D. God, it's going to be like 10 hours long. <laughs> <laughs> big D left them 100 million. That sounds so stupid. Fucking Big D. Okay, uh, I, I know this okay, is interesting, yeah. but I really have to use the restroom, so I'm going to go. Alright. I'll be right back. We'll be here. Okay. I'm talking mm -hmm. about Big D. <laughs>
I'm going to go ahead and, uh, can I see what happened to Cecile's professor? Yes. Okay, can I go ahead and do a search for that? Are you going to make me data search to find that out? No. Okay. I, I assume it's hit news as well. Uh, well, it's not big news. It's really just coming up on uh, Washington State University's uh, website yeah. that he's retired. Well, which professor? Because there was one. Um... Was it the professor or the uh, the lab assistant, or not lab assistant, but the lab manager? Uh the one of her professors. Oh God! Why did I leave that paper? Presuming um, <clears throat> was her first name. I sent that to you, right? I'm sure I did. Is she on your contact sheet? Not contacts, but she's part of uh, her backstory. Yes, I, I didn't. Hmm. Odd. I'll have to check about that. Anyway, that was just plot I was going to take care of while uh, Kat was gone. Huh? Oh, right. So is this a professor that, one of your professors that at the university then? She was the one, like, basically that gave Cecile the internship and stuff. Okay. And you know, a, a bit like a mentor, but not quite that close, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, that's who you're looking for? Uh, yes. Hmm. Sorry, I said that to you. Ah, okay. Yeah, basically the one that was like, uh, had a semi-close relationship with Cecile, gave her an internship, doing the stuff. Okay. Um, and Close what enough you... that there would be like reputational effects on her if something happened to Cecile. Yeah. So are you, what are you specifically looking for? Just anything social media wise or. Yeah. Rumor, that kind of thing. Like employment status update. Um. No changes to employment. You don't really see any mm -hmm. anything. Um, does look like she did put out a statement regarding your demise. You know, promising demise. Demise. Yes. Hold on. Excuse me. Yep. Now it's starting to click what old Zach Flash was talking about when your career about your career being cut short and in a blaze of gunfire. Uh, um, Cecile immediately searches for her own death. <laughs> yeah, you you're apparently dead. You were apparently killed in a uh, in an attempted kidnapping, and people are attributing it to uh, to shadow runners or terrorists. If if Boxer is still looking, 
at Cecile's face, it is one of shock and horror. Yeah, you you also see as you're looking at this that uh, there's a relatively accurate description of Boxer um, attributing most of the mayhem that occurred to her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Seal shouts for Boxer. Sorry, I, I need a moment. Okay. Can Cecile go ahead and check her uh, citizenship status at the UCAS? Uh, yep. What is her sin? It is uh, showing that you are deceased. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cecile goes ahead and sits down on the bed. <laughs> Yes, uh, so it's, uh, you know, it's not been deactivated. I don't think deactivated is the right thing for for the sin. You, you know, it's still attributed to you, but... Uh, but it's like when you send the IRS a letter saying that somebody died. Exactly. And, and you know, as you're starting to dig into this a little bit deeper, you're you're finding, you know, reference to this all across, you know, social media, you know, anywhere where you might have been active, you, you know, there's, there's all sorts of uh, articles out of Washington State University and, you know, from Evo and from the lab, you know, people remembering you fondly, glowing remembrances of you, you know, people that you barely said two words to are, you know, giving interviews, telling about how, you know, you, you were their best friend and, they knew you were destined for greatness, and what a tragedy it is. Of course, as it always is. I'm sure it'll play over the university PA, like, let's have a moment of silence. Yep, absolutely. Something like that's already scheduled, and, you know, there's there's probably a rally scheduled, you know, against for more security. Uh, one moment. I have to take care of something. Okay. Poor Cecile. Rumors of her demise. Rumors of her demise were greatly exaggerated. exaggerated. <laughs> I live, bitch. <laughs> Grace, you're in your pillow fort. Um, you hear the uh, the other two talking for a minute. You got the ping from Boxer stating that the uh, the meet with the with the Mr. Johnson would be at six p.m. Well, no, not the meet with Mr. Johnson, but that you were going to be meeting uh, Kirsten, the girl that you had met briefly at Fred's place in Auburn. Okay, what Kirsten is? She's the one that's giving us the job. She's not the one who's giving you the job, but she's the one who contacted you, uh, basically saying that she had somebody, knew somebody who had a job, and was trying to put together a new team. Okay, uh, that sounds good to me. 
I suppose Nightingale would go and start get her stuff uh, ready. Yeah, if I, as I remember it, Kirsten was basically, um, Boxer was a little bit irritated because Kirsten didn't have any money and wasn't going to be paying for the rescue of Cecile. And Kirsten was going to try to make it up to you guys by uh, putting you in touch with a legitimate fixer who could get you paying work. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. While the other two talk, Nightingale's going to sneak into the kitchen, find something sugary, and shove it in her mouth. <laughs> All right, we can do... So you there is... That's good for the sugar. There is in the... Uh, I believe in the core rulebook... Or was that in 5e? During this short bit of, a, of downtime we have while everyone's like off doing other stuff, I want to say that um I've been thinking about it. And I probably should have brought this up sooner. But I'm thinking I want uh, Nightingale to actually be dual-natured and, you know, always astrally perceiving her body is at once present on the astral plane and the physical plane at the same time. She can still astrally project and stuff. Yeah. Uh, cool. Yeah. I had I'd always sort of thought that she would be dual-natured, so that's not really... Yeah, and it also means I'm constantly sensing. <clears throat> yeah, that's sort of how I pictured her anyways. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, as you, you go into the kitchen and you, you open up the refrigerator and there's a, uh, there's a dye, the Y energy drink, or you have the choice of a buzz cola or an Afghan nuke. What's an Afghan nuke? Well, I don't know, but it costs three new yen. It sounds interesting and foreign. I must have. <laughs> uh does grace drink alcohol uh she doesn't um but i don't think it actually would have an effect on her yeah so when you pop the can open or whatever however the stuff is stored um a, a strong aroma comes out of it and you realize it's that chemical composition that uh that humans often imbibe that uh they get some kind of intoxicating effect from and you smell you know you smell some other various herbs and spices that you can't quite identify um all wrapped up in a uh the tantalizing scent of sugary sweetness also hello i'm back she tastes it she like she gives it a little sup, serp slurp. And it's this is from Boxer's syrupy. fridge. It's from Boxer's fridge. It's quite syrupy, <laughs> syrupy and laden with spices. Um, almost chai like if she's ever had chai or something like that. That's a kind of tea, right? Mm hmm. 
Maybe she has. I imagine she actually... Yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Yeah, so uh, it's not bad. And the, uh, you know, that chemical compound that the uh, the humans tend to favor so much, you know, obviously is of no import to you. So you're getting your, your sugary fizzy bubble A fix. Fizzy bubble A. That's, uh, that's exactly what she does. She drinks it and she, uh, she closes the fridge. She goes meanwhile, back to the for it. Meanwhile, in the, uh, the living room, Cecile is looking like she's seen a ghost and she's sitting on the sofa. And Boxer, Boxer, make a perception check. Perception. One. Yeah, the uh, the college girl um, doesn't look all that great. She's seems to be struggling with something. She's sitting there, obviously, you know, focused on her her AR or VR, completely ignoring you. No, she's not. She actually called you over. Hey, boxer. What's you're on the news. Great. Is my name on the news? No. It's only a matter of time. <laughs> yep. Are you showing her or are you looking, Boxer? She was uh, wearing a motorcycle helmet by that during that, by the way. Wait, she was motorcycle, motorcycle helmet or gas mask? Why not both? I can think of a few reasons why. Yeah, so, Boxer, you see the story of uh, Cecile's supposed demise at the hands of uh, nefarious terrorists or shadow runners, and a fairly accurate description of yourself and your motorcycle in being highlighted as the main suspect and or perpetrator of these nefarious deeds. Oh, great. And I didn't even get paid for this one. <laughs> That's what you're worried about? That's what you got out of that? That makes sense. All right. This is wonderful. The van, Nightingale. No, no, no Nightingale, no van. Uh, Nightingale has been sitting for some time now, um, peeking out of her pillow for it, occasionally <laughs> sipping from the bottle that Boxer immediately recognizes to be uh, alcohol. Um, her, her bottle of Afghan nuke. <laughs> the, the horse looks concerned uh, at both of them, and her ears kind of swivel back and forth between them. Um, she, she can tell that they're not, uh, they're not feeling good. Neither of them are feeling good right now. This somewhat changes the situation. Oh, God. Yeah, so the, the two terrorists, the terrorists are described as, uh, two, two humans on a motorcycle who chase down the, uh, the promising young research assistant 
who was on her way to a life-changing interview um, and uh, attempted to kidnap her, killing her in the process. And uh, they give a good description of Boxer, and uh, they sort of miss the the mark on um, Kirsten to some extent, just describing her as a, a human female. If they're calling Boxer a human, don't they not know who who she is actually? I'll have you know I am a human, but <sighs> racist. Yes, it would be missing the mark, unfortunately, or fortunately for her. That was I am the only one. By the way, hmm? that was out of character. The question I posed. Oh. Now that they were identifying two separate people. Dear, what are you up to while you're before the uh, this meeting is supposed to take place? I think Dear has actually gone to eat something. Uh, and is she ordering a soy calf with that meal? Actually, not with this one. She's gone to like whatever the, like, hole-in-the-wall elf place is in Auburn. Okay. Like, the, it's a restaurant run by elves. They probably know her because she was around here back when, like, back in the before four, before she went off to fight in the war. Um, but she's having, like, whatever the closest thing to a traditional elvish meal is. Yeah, I, I doubt it's very traditional, but it's it's what she usually eats. There's a uh, you're catching glimpses on the trio of a uh, some kind of outrage that happened in downtown Seattle. Um, looks like drone footage, aerial footage of a uh, of a car, a vehicle chase, motorcycle chasing down a, a limousine. And uh, stopping it in the streets of downtown Seattle in a and a gunfight, and then the motorcycle speeds off, and the commentators are there's a lot of hand wringing about security downtown, and you know clearing out the riffraff and stuff like that. I think she started. She starts interested in it, but then is if she ever reads anything about them, like their metatype, she probably just kind of mindlessly pays attention to it. Yeah, it doesn't appear that there are really any elves involved. It's uh seems to be human on human violence. So um, human on human on cat. The norms are always squabbling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually uh in there, make a perception check as well. Okay. Uh, let's see. Perception. No modifiers. No modifiers. Three. Oh, nice. Yeah, the only thing that sort of, you know, as you start to tune out this normie on normie problem going on downtown, that doesn't really have anything to do with you. You, uh, 
you catch a couple of details that the uh, commentators are missing that, but you know, you can just see uh, barely on the periphery of the camera's field of view. Um, you don't think that there was just a motorcycle involved. There was something else. Looked like there was a van following as well. Um, and you, do you believe you see an object actually leave the limousine for the van? Um, but it's not really highlighted in the aerial view. So you, you get the impression that this, uh, newscast that you're watching is to some extent BS. I think it's like her brain flagging the newscast as even more BS than it was before. Yeah. Like you maybe even anyone... get a little grin as you recognize that. Yeah. There were shadow runners at work here and it wasn't a terrorist act. This was some kind of, this was some kind of shadow op. Um, cause like D&D has been around for a long time. So she knows to recognize corporate propaganda when she sees it. Oh yeah. Yep. There's definitely some, uh, shenanigans going on downtown with the normies. I don't think she, she really like. She's at the at that point she just stops paying attention to it entirely and like changes to something else. All right, so she's probably old enough where she starts reading like a novel on her uh on her com link. Huh? Like she pulls up like a mystery novel on her com link and then starts reading it. <laughs> Cecile, what's your pen name? <laughs> 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 well, you know what? Let's roll for it. Wait, 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 wait. Has Cecile ever written anything about elves? If it's a mystery novel. He's probably written something with elves, but like not elf centric, if that makes sense. It's not like she'd be on her list of like best elf fiction. I think Dean Dare's burned through so much of the actual elf fiction she's just reading things with like elves in it about at this point like okay if these are all sixes it's cecile i'm gonna roll 3d6 no it was worth oh, a was close it would have Actually, been glorious i am glorious. going to say that it's cecile just because i think it's funny that would be pretty funny huh? What is Cecile's pen name then? She doesn't write under a pen name. Oh. At least not for the mystery fiction. Somebody have a hic- somebody hiccuping or does somebody have a chihuahua? Uh no, that's my dog, sorry. Okay. So like I think she, I think Dean Dare's just like skimming it at this point. Like, she's not really reading it. She's just skimming through, looking for the clues in the mystery novel, and then just, like, assuming and then skipping to the end. It's pretty detailed, all things considered, but it's written in a kind of pretentious uh, way. Like, you know how you read a book, and instead of, like, being written for a casual audience, like, it has that almost intentionally heightened vocabulary for no real reason? Yes. I think that's probably part of what caught 
in Deer's eye about the the novel is just that she can relate to the the sort of procedural mystery type stuff having come from that background. It is very precise about the uh, about the methods involved. So D and you're you're skimming through this, looking at you know, reading all the procedural type stuff and thinking to yourself, huh? Yeah, yeah, that that's actually sort of pretty close. Mm. So, anyways, if uh, D and reading a book, uh, what's what's happening in the house here now that Boxers realized that she's uh, she's really gotten herself embroiled into something. Presently, <clears throat> presently, she would be... Um, her first impulse would be to go back to her apartment and get a whole bunch of very fancy toys pulled out. But uh, once she calms down she well she's been running for enough time to have plans so what she's gonna do is she's going to do you think you could get your account um the money on your account shifted onto a cred stick like mobily like withdraw onto cred stick sure i can see that working she has a cred stick right just a moment. My God, the skills list is so long it lags my computer. I think you can get it transferred to your... You might be able to use your comm for that too these days. Mm, so it has like an internal... I think your comm, comm link does sort of act as a... Like a credit card almost. Mm. But that's not probably the same thing. You probably want it transferred onto a cred stick. You've All got right. Evo Pay on your com link. Yeah, different. She wants to get her money out of her account before it freezes. So what she's doing is she's getting her cred stick and she's putting all 350 new yen she has in her account onto that for starter of business. Oh, I change that. Grace, you're definitely picking up on the heightened sense of... Uh anxiety and uh tension from the other two yeah give me a second is there any way to add it I guess I'll just make it as a second comm. I can delete the first. Can I do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I can. Cool. So I need to get silver cut stick. Silver cut stick. I'm just going to write that down and do it later. Mm. I want to hold things up. You also are, uh, at this time, receiving a call from Vicente. 
she'd accept that quite promptly. Boxer, what the hell is going on? What the frag have you done? I see you've seen the news. I didn't just see the news. We've got a Bolton, all points Bolton here at the station. Um, doesn't have your name on it, but, uh, you know, it wasn't too hard for me to put two and two together. Yeah, I would assume I am the only criminal cat that you'd know. Says, don't, don't joke, Boxer. This isn't funny. Indeed. Despite what the media is saying about my terroristic inclinations, that was in fact a rescue of an individual whom Evo was attempting to kill themselves. Uh, yes, relax. We are here to keep this from happening. You shouldn't be. She, she is right here. Say hi. Don't actually. We have more important business. What I need you to do is to make sure that you have no connections to me. And, Wait, uh, who's there? That girl's there? I thought she yes, was dead. Our unfortunately deceased friend is alive and well. Rumors of her death were greatly exaggerated. Oh, I didn't realize you read. Now, that's a relief. Um, yeah. Duh. Well, like I said, they don't have you ID'd yet, so... It won't be long. How many cat people do you think are Seattle? Actually, uh, there's a few, but I would say keep a low profile for the moment and maybe stash your bike somewhere. Yeah. Seems I'll be going about in great guide. I'll do what I can to uh, take the heat off here at the station. Mm, don't put yourself at risk. Well... <laughs> Any more than you have to. Look, the neighborhood looks out for its own. You know that. You have a family to think about. I'm just me. I can disappear. Besides, I'm already in my safe house. And I'm working on, well, everything else. I'll be heading up to my place to withdraw everything relevant. I don't want someone going on I can, in. Uh, I can go send my... somebody over there. Mm. All right. Yeah, just just shoot me over a list of the stuff you need. Um, at the moment, what I would do is I would just run a new sin or a different sin. If you've got a if you've got a sin that'll hold up, I would just run your a different sin for a while. Mm. Um, that I should have be enough. Something that'll hold up well enough. Now, as you might imagine, I am not inclined to waste these. I apologize. Uh, I'm sure she will be quite busy. Thank you for the warning. If you ever need a favor, well, you've certainly earned one now. No sweat, Boxer. Like I said, I'll... the neighborhood protects its own. Indeed. Send that. I'll send that list shortly. Make sure there's someone trustworthy. Oh, of course. I love my toys. Thank you. I've got some things I, I'll have to do now. He signs off. Girl, I sincerely hope you are worth it, because I was quite fond of my present existence 
and I would rather not see it disappear in smoke for nothing. Um, can one of you explain to me exactly what's going on? I have met. Fortunately, you have not had the same unfortunate occurrence. Indeed, even your vehicle has not been identified. Because the media still has it out for changelings. No, 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 no. The, the... That doesn't make any sense. It, it would have been painfully obvious. If the media is not... No, 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 no. If the media is not covering that, it means it means that some someone doesn't want them to be broadcasting the fact that I was involved. And that means they know something more than I want them to know. Smart girl. Um. What 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 are we doing? I I don't imagine we're gonna go for a job or something now. What? Indeed. Oh, I. Uh. Hmm. What I am doing is I'm securing my assets. I have a plan in place. It. Uh. This safe house was not bought under my name. It was bought under the name of one Tara Sinclair. This fortunate person, well, they're not with us anymore. They haven't been for a long time. I uh, inherited their name. We will be about as safe as we can hope to be here, given the state of security in this, in this district. No cameras. They're pretty much dark once we go in here, which means you two may well be safer here for a while than anywhere else. As for me, I am going to keep things on the demo. We still need to meet with that criminal you need to see, right? I may have to cancel on that one. Unless they can... I, I should probably get out of town. Because... Yeah. You shouldn't be associated with me. I understand. Well, I know what I'm doing. What's that? What are you doing? I'm going to contact somebody from the underground press. Clearly. Oh, really? And what's that going to do? You know what? I, I don't care to know. I have things to do. Perfect. Who's this fixer person you're meeting? You would be better off asking Kirsten. Not the question. I'll ask Kirsten. Seal <laughs> immediately send, sends Kirsten a message. Who's this criminal you're having boxer me? <laughs> I'll take it you send it to the uh, unregistered comlink ID that sent you the text earlier. Obviously. Obviously. She texts you right back. She says, uh, uh, fixer that uh, fixer that I know who's got some work for you guys and I think is going to be a really important for connection for you 
um, to get out of the situation that you're in. Important how? He is very deeply connected to the shadows in Seattle. He knows everything and everybody. Hmm. His name is Prokop Skillful. She texts. Oh, I am immediately going to decide, try to search for any like identifying information about that name because Cecile is absolutely convinced that's a that's not a real name. <laughs> <laughs> um, how deep are you going to search? Like we've already established that you can search the entire matrix in a couple of minutes, but how much time are you going to spend deciphering the data that you get? Let's roll and see if it if it doesn't turn up anything, it won't matter. So data search four. And her browse is also four, but her system is three, so it's seven. So yeah, it's so seven. I'm gonna spend a good five minutes not responding to Kirsten. <laughs> yeah, so you're you're searching and you're searching not just in public databases, you're searching in some of the other databases that you've heard of, right? Like Magic yeah. and uh um Jackpoint and some of the other ones. Yes, I, I don't know if Cecile has heard of Jackpoint. No. Isn't also, Jackpoint you have to hard to get access to. Yeah, you have to be invited to Jackpoint, and Cecile doesn't really hang around that crowd. So even if she was invited, she'd be like, no thanks. I don't really want to associate with criminals. I don't want to consult with that crowd. But she's definitely checking the Nexus. Um, possibly... Is Helios one? But I'm throwing up 35 dollars. Seven hits. Yeah, there's not a whole lot that comes back. Um, very obviously, this name or the person associated with it has enough juice that they've been able to scrub their identity pretty thoroughly from the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um you do come across some very old um, archival data about an incident in the 50s um, that a person by the name of Prokop Skillful may have been involved in. Um, and if you, you know, if you want to do some research on that later, I would just take a note of that. Okay. Um, the seal definitely will. But then they disappeared for about 10 years and resurfaced, resurfaced in the 60s um, and developed very quickly a reputation as a very uh, straight and narrow fixer um, who you know, has, you know, extensive shadow contacts. And there there are a lot of rumors about them being associated with this or that job or these or that operations or whatever. And, but mostly the reputation is that 
they are somewhat of a mystery and that um, they have a reputation for dealing only in operations that are quote unquote um, take more of a moral high ground than you know aren't aren't just aren't just either financial in in nature or completely avoids anything that's outright harmful to people. But there's also, I mean, you don't get a whole, like I say, you don't get a whole lot of information. There's no real images of the person, but there's also a lot of the stuff that's said or written has a, gives you a sense that there's a lot more to the story that isn't being told. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of people, when people when people do refer to this name in the shadows, it's often more of a question mark than solid information. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cecile stops searching after reading all of that for five minutes and responds to Kirsten with, well, Boxer might not show, but I'm going to show up. And Cecile's already heading out the door. Where are you going? See this fixer. Why? Cecile gives you a look like you're actually stupid. Yeah, you get a text back from Kirsten saying that the that the the deal is that he wants to see the entire team. Kirsten's telling me that you have to come anyway. I don't care if you do. But I need to figure out what's going on, and hopefully I can make somebody else very unhappy while doing so. Nightingale promptly calls Kirsten. Like, directly calls her voice. Uh, No video. No video? You You get an answer back. Um, actually... You're using the old comm link that you had gotten previously. Yeah, um, that I've I've had for a while now. So you're you're getting a number. You're using the number that Kirsten had given Boxer before that she's actually not using anymore. No, that the the one that I had been uh, forwarded the message from. Okay. Yep. All right. So yep, she answers you back. Who's this? Uh, Hi, this is, um... Oh, oh, right, Grace. Grace, yes. Yeah, yeah, this is Grace. Hi. Uh, is everything all right? Uh, depends on how you define all right. Um, sounds like Cecile is acting like Cecile again, and to be honest, Things have gotten a little bit crazy out here, and I'm trying to lay low myself. But apparently they've put out the word that Cecile is dead. That Boxer, they've got a description of Boxer on the nightly news saying that she's wanted and suspicion of having killed Cecile. And um, now Boxer, Cecile's telling me that Boxer's not going to show up to the meet with our fixer so everything's going to 
frag and frag and frag. Do you understand how that doesn't really make sense? We're supposed to go and meet with a fixer right after uh, two of us have been uh, explicitly marked out by the media in a public place. And uh, we, we all have to come. You're going to need to take some precautions, obviously. Yeah. Uh, this is this is the thing, Grace. It's not so much... It, I mean, if you don't go, it's fine. It's just one of the main reasons I wanted to put you guys in touch with this guy is that I think he can help you get out of the situation you're in. Okay. Okay, I understand. Um, all right. He's I, a contact I, that I don't use a lot. Um, but he, well, he can be quite helpful in exchange for your talents that you've got. So he's well-connected, so he may be able to help you guys out. I I was I was getting a little freaked out, as I'm sure you could tell. It wasn't really adding up in my head. But um Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Just think of it as a uh think of him as a resource or a tool that you can fi- use to uh to your benefit in the situation. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um thank you. That's all. Uh, I guess I'll see you soon. Okay. Sounds good. Make sure that boxer comes. I'll see what I can do. And then she hangs up. I just want to clarify. So was this playing like on speakerphone? No, she had it up to held up to like her, her face. Held okay. upside down so that the speaker was closer to her ear. Um go ahead uh nothing go on she's gonna get up at that point um question for you as the gm and also just everyone else is there a particular definition of what a subject is does a subject in terms of spell casting have to be a living thing no okay could i hypothetically cast physical mask on the van I don't think so. Invisibility van. Sorry. I'm not going to make it invisible. That would be dangerous. I'm pretty sure a physical mask is more about changing a face. So subject in that is like, you know, a person. I can read you what the rules say. What I'm thinking is that I want to change the license plates and all of that stuff, the the identifying stuff, so that um, whenever we get back into the better parts of Seattle, uh, my van is not being marked as traveling here and there, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, physical mask is for people. Okay. Well, then I don't really know what to do there. That would be... um... Call a grid guide. 
<laughs> See, that's dangerous. See, that's a lot better than what Cecile's going to do if no one's going to drive her. She's going to walk. Oh, oh, you think Cecile walks? <laughs> She's going to steal uh, something. She's no. going to fly. Yes, finally, somebody's on the safe wavelength. <laughs> oh, jeez. Um, My God, don't let that woman Mary Poppins away. <laughs> well, what I, I suppose uh, Nightingale would say, well, all right. Um, I'm not going to be there physically. I, I know that. Um, wait, I'm sorry. I... I don't. I don't even remember. Did, did 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 you did you say you were coming, Boxer? No, you said you weren't, right? So unless this individual can help with this situation, I have things I need to attend to in case this goes bear shaped, which I suspect it will. As they said, they could. I can, if it's worth it. Is it worth it? I have no clue. What I'm planning on doing is getting a reasonable distance away from Fred's and uh, uh, manifesting to speak with them, but not actually going there in person. That's that is a prudent solution. Dean dear, so while all of this tense stuff and conversation is going on, you know, 30, 40 miles from you, you're just you're hanging out in Auburn, just sort of spending a relaxed afternoon, waiting for the meeting with. I think about like two hours up to the meeting, she goes and like, she like sits on her bike, like, not directly across from Fred's, but like, close enough to see into Fred's, and then like, just sits there and watches Fred's for like an hour. Yeah, across from Fred's, there's a uh, there's a new uh, stuffer shack. Um, if you want to hang out there, that's probably a good spot to hang out. I think she like goes into the stuffer shack and gets a soy calf, and then as soon as she buys it, she takes a sip and immediately spits it out. <laughs> yeah, it's not the best. What's this trick? She's like, so, run, like it's fresh made. To... We just made it. Do you expect you to believe that? The uh, the young the young work behind the counter sort of shrugs and grins a little bit, like eh, maybe not. Ah, uh, she's one of those customers. I'm old enough to be your grandmother. Oh God, she's one of those customers. <laughs> well, what do you want me to do? You want me to make you a new pot? Yes. Well, you're going to have to wait till that one's empty. Oh, my God. No, 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 no. Don't. That's all right. That wasn't meant as a dare. I'll do it. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, the, the young kid comes out from behind the uh, the enclosure and goes over and starts futzing around with the uh, the coffee machine and soy calf machine. And next thing you know, it's steaming and bubbling and gurgling and... Uh, about five minutes later, there's a fresh brew, pot of brew there. I think she, like, she gets a new cup, obviously, and just, like, walks out and sits on her bike outside. Yep. Okay, so over, Fred's is over, Fred's convenience store, you know the place. You've been there a couple of times already. 
it's over there. Uh, nothing unusual is going on. So guys, the, uh, it's getting to be probably around, you know, you've been going back and forth on whether you're going to go or not and whatever. It's probably about going on 3 PM, maybe 3:30 at this point. You've got about a 45 minute drive there. Is Grace taking the van? And if not, would Cecile stay for longer than 15 minutes? Gal is going to use analyzed device on the license plate of the car to figure out how she can forge it to make it look like anything else, to, to make it look like another valid license plate. She's going to do that for uh, and then repeat the process for the other license plate on the front and if there's any other identifying marks. I'm going to say it doesn't actually have a physical license plate. Uh, it has an E license plate? Yeah, it's basically an RFID transponder. Oh. What happens if you don't have that on? Bad things? Uh, yeah, potentially. I mean, as long as you don't get stopped by the cops, you'll be fine, right? Uh, <laughs> oh, no. When the GM says stuff like that, everybody's like, oh, God. Cecile, oh, no. Cecile has her arms crossed and is tapping her foot like, are we going? Uh, Nightingale comes back in. Um <laughs> Uh, she, she, uh, she just stepped outside to, to do as I, as I'd said, um, was a little disappointed when she realized that this one did not actually have license plates. She thought all cars had license plates, but that must have been like, uh, Miss Magnum Foote's old beat up. Yeah, that she never brings into the She's going to, uh, to say, hey. Hey, hey, Cecile, you're good with uh, with Matrix, the, the black boxes, right? Cecile looks at you with like a what? <laughs> you're yeah. good. You're good with the thing with the not magic. That's like magic. You're good with that. Sure. OK. I need my car to not my van to not be identifiable if we're doing this. Can you can you make that? Can not 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 identifiable, but can you assign it a valid identity that won't be associated with me? That 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 car, the car, the, the van, the van as it was driven, um, you know, a few days ago. Break break the chain of its identity is what I'm saying. You 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 know what I'm saying. Well. I mean, I'm not a mechanic, but it's it, it's it's electronic. Do a, do a quick memory test, Cecile. Okay, I I can do that. Yeah. Two. Uh, yeah. You just you recall that you just recently actually changed the access ID code of your uh, comlink, and potentially you could do something similar for this vehicle. Uh, I mean, I could at the very at minimum, you could get into it and potentially maybe spoof a different ID onto it. Can't spoof. She does not have the program. Uh, I can take a look. I mean, RFID tags are pretty small. Don't really do hacking per se, but like, I don't know. Do you guys have any contacts you could call? 
I mean, Cecile does have a contact she can call. He's just not going to do anything for anything less than part million. Uh, I I imagine Jake may know something. Yeah, Jake might know something. He's a sort of a shady dude. Mm-hmm, very shady. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm not going to hang around for very long. I'll go down and take a look. If you're not down in like 10 minutes, I'm just going to leave. Okay. Uh I'm 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 going to call I'm going to call one of my 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 friends asterisk. Um you yeah, yeah. And she uh Nightingale promptly uh Grace Grace promptly disengages from the conversation. How long until the meeting? Uh you're about 3 hours away. 3 hours from the time. She's a uh... anyway boxer. Uh, I forgot to say it then, but uh, mm. she'd have texted Vicente the instructions on what to bring, okay. which is mostly kit, a whole bunch of kit. And some personal stuff, like her VR stuff. Some sentimental things. Okay. So, Cecile, you go down to the vehicle. And you get in and open up the uh, the UI and VR for the vehicle. And you start working on it. Do you have a hardware skill? She has a hardware skill, yeah. My point is just that RFID tags are pretty small, although it is a vehicle, so it's possible it's, like, larger. I don't think it's an RFID tag. I think it's more of a uh, a transceiver built into the rest of the, the uh, computer system, the car. Uh-huh, uh-huh. can take a look, sure. So is that a hardware test? Yeah, let's do a hardware test. I think we can do a hardware test pretty much like you did for the comlink. It's a two. Perfect. Yeah, you can see. I mean, it really basically is just a comlink in the car. Um, so you go in and you uh, you change the uh, the access code, and you know you're able to uh, you know mess with the uh, the identity of. You know, by changing the access code, you mess mess with the identity of who, uh, you know, who the ownership of the vehicle seems to appear as. And the uh, seal sends a text to the horse saying, "Get down here! I'm leaving." Um, Nightingale promptly comes out, uh. Her uh, her collar up and her and her practitioner's cap on her head. Um, not the most stealthy, but I don't imagine. Uh, Boxer, great. what are you doing? So Cecile left, and then now now Grace is leaving. What are you doing? Mm, how long has it been? Hmm. It's been about. Uh, yeah, it's been about since you had the call with Vicente. It's been about an hour. All right. So. Her compatriot, I, oh God, don't presume that, uh, they.
The Topps Company, Inc. has sole ownership of the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun. The Topps Company, Inc. has granted permission to the Hard Knock Sorority Podcast to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with the Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast in any official capacity whatsoever. The music for the Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast was written and performed by Trace Mineral. The Hard Knocks Sorority Podcast is licensed under a Creative Commons License 4.0, meaning you are welcome to use the material as long as you give us credit.